my chest. Everyone got one. What's your opinion? This is the rap room. Tons won't be bitten. Ain't no rules, just spill it. And anybody can get it. No limit. We get to kill it. You tuning it to the thrillers. And no, ain't no stopping. Any topic. Even the random. Ah, hope that you're ready. We entering in the zone soon. We on a grown shit. Welcome to the rap room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest. <laughs> I'm in a good mood today. <laughs> and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it street, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what? 2015. What? 2015. 2015. I should have told y'all bitches before we started. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. That's right, y'all. We in 2015. Y'all know how we do it on the Rant Room. On this, on this show, we keep it street. You know, we do all that kind of crazy shit like that. But, um, you know... I'm almost going blank on everything I'm thinking about today. That's that okay. It's because of the Oscars, the post Because I ain't seen you in a minute. I know. <laughs> we haven't seen each other in weeks. It's been weeks. But check it, y'all. On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture. But our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, shit like that. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite fucking line mm-hmm. right there. <laughs> Who wrote that shit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so y'all hear a voice. That's my girl, Lisa B. Lisa Bullacaja. A.K.A. the street nerdist. Mm-hmm. Why they call you that? Oh, because, you know, I can really get academic when I need to. <laughs> yeah, and talk that, about, that that's up. my regular voice. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> or, you know, if we need to pull off some earrings and take off some shoes mm-hmm. and put the put Vaseline the on the face on. and mm-hmm. a cornrow to hair if mm-hmm. we need to and take out a poke of, you know, you know, <laughs> get that cold 45 and our little, <laughs> our little pack of black and milds if we need to. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you need. Exactly. So that's Lisa B., the street nerdist. Mm-hmm. So we got my man sitting in with us, Gary Perrier. Gary, God damn it. I thought I had it right for the first time. I know too. you're practicing so well. I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> say it for him again. What is it? It's Gary Gurrier. Why like gotta, Perrier. Why you got to be enunciating shit like you went to college or some shit? I know, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Gary sitting in with us, you know, hanging out with us today. My man over here, um, actor, writer, learning his shit, you know, getting his groove on. So y'all ready? Mm-hmm. Yes, so we today, are. let's get it in. Today, what we're going to do. Um, last night we just had the Oscars, so even though this may come out, you know, a week later, you know, people are still gonna be talking about the shit. So let's talk about the fucking Oscars. Can we right. talk about Lupita's dress? Oh my god! Okay, first of all, folks, I did not watch the Oscars. Oh my god! I boycotted. Blasphemy! Oh, you boycotted? I boycotted it. Oh, why? Um, I wonder why. Let's <laughs> wait till we get into this. I was part. I, I participated in. Um, I'm gonna give out to uh, Reign of April, one of the the. Uh, who did the hashtag Oscars, hashtag Oscars so white. And basically we just decided of uh, uh, people who just think, Hey, we need to have a little bit more inclusion with the Oscars and then mm-hmm. we need to broaden and open up the scope of who needs to be nominated. So we had a boycott on Twitter and basically we yeah. just decided we're not going to watch a lot of you? Um, people on Twitter. Well, yeah. I, from what I read, uh, there was some, uh, double digits that the Oscars, yeah. uh, viewing dropped down. They said by two double digits it went down oh, the viewing. So I'm sure it did have an impact, but it wasn't so much the like, oh, we just hate the Oscars. It's because it's it's not very inclusive. Mm-hmm. And the reason why it's called Oscars So White, you know, like that hashtag, like you could just you could just make jokes with that hashtag, Oscars So White. Bill O'Reilly walked in and thought he was at the Republican National Convention. You know, you can just make up jokes yeah, and stuff, yeah, you know. Yeah. But the idea was we're not gonna It's like your mama joke. Yeah, it's like right? your mama joke. Yeah. But it was like the idea behind it was really like we just feel like it needs to be more open and inclusive and that mm-hmm. a lot of women directors and writers and, mm-hmm. and people behind the scenes, people of color, uh, are just not – they're just not included in the process. And there are they are some deserving projects that should sure. have been nominated and should have been recognized and they were not. Mm-hmm. There was also another one called Hashtag Ask Her More, which is basically <laughs> – we know we love the pre-red carpet stuff and we look at the dresses sure, right. and the clothes. But the thing was like a lot of times when they're talking to women, whether they're directors, actors or whatever, it's always who's you wearing mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. It's not even about, well, what about – what you do? What's your next project? What do you who do you like to look for? Never. So Never. Um, I, I apologize ahead of time. I don't know who started to ask her uh, more hashtag, but I participated in that because we're talking about also the inherent sexism in the business. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just too many names of people writers and directors that were women that should have been up there. I mean, one of the most glaring ones that people talk about, of course, is Ava. Yes. Uh, for uh, Selma. Even though you and I have different, we have opinions yeah. about Selma, whether it was worthy or not. Yeah. But, you know, I think the reason that when, uh, I think part of the, uh, the makeup well, session. Let's talk about this for a second. Go ahead. Let's go talk ahead. about it for a second. Okay. Now, I'm just going to put it out there. I love Ava. I, I met Ava. Ava is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I wasn't crazy about the film, mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. However, here's an interesting twist. <clears throat> I watched it at home. I didn't watch it in a movie theater. As mm-hmm. you always talk about, it makes a big difference. It does make, right? a, big it make a big difference. difference. Now, so I'll, I'll, I'll take off a couple points on that, right? Um, and I was sitting in a room full of other producers, friends of mine, mm-hmm. who are all very, very uh, opinionated. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you're talking during a movie, mm-hmm. and you may have missed a Just, thing or two. Right. So I'll take off a couple more points for that, mm-hmm. right? So we'd be talking, going, okay, this is like the first 20 minutes. I'm a little bored, right. whatever. Like, we were doing all that. Mm-hmm. Now, so, and we weren't pausing while we were talking. So things kept going, right? right? So I need to watch it again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's the interesting thing that happened. Um, I had issues with other things in the script. You know what I mean? That's what we do. We analyze right. stories. Right. And, but the biggest clearing issue that I had, and I know both of you guys saw the movie, was the way they skipped around the thing about him and um, Coretta having an affair. Right? right. That one bothered me the most because it came out of nowhere. There was no setup for it. There was no, oh, he's on the phone with somebody. Who is that? There was no... It just, boom, all of a sudden, she just made this accusation that we know was true. We've heard about it all our lives that he's had affairs, but this is the first movie that ever, that ever told us it, but didn't show it. And that was my issue. And I know they did it because they were being delicate about the, the subject matter and all that stuff like that. But it bothered me from a filmmaker's point of view because they had the opportunity to go in. Mm-hmm. And I felt like they put on the Disney hat. Right, you know but they just mean? threw that in, though. You know what I mean? Out of nowhere. Yeah, that's how I felt, you know? Well, I'm going to think of it this way. I think I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't feel that same way. Like, okay. my, probably because I, you know, you know the backstory and the sure. history of it. So it's kind of like it wasn't a surprise. I'm sure it might have been for people who have this pristine image of MLK. Sure. But for me, I kind of felt like the movie, it wasn't about him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about the people. And I think the movie didn't move me as much mm-hmm. um, as I felt like I, I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some technical and writing things too, but I think the heart of that movie for me, it wasn't Dr. King or Coretta. It wasn't even John Lewis, all of that. Mm-hmm. It was really the the people, the off, uh, the supporting players. For okay. example, for those of you who didn't see the movie, I'm going to tell you what it is. You, sh- you should have seen it when it was in the theater. <laughs> okay, they had you know, You're just too late. <laughs> was the, the, the grandfather, his daughter, and his grandson. Okay. Those three mm-hmm. were the heart of that movie. Mm-hmm. And the only time I was actually emotionally invested in the film and mm-hmm. the story was when it came back to them. Mm-hmm. And okay. when, because, because, because you wanted to see more of them. I want to see more of them because let's be real. We always, we give MLK props. We give the movement, John, all these people props, but it was the regular people. That movement would not have moved if it wasn't people. for yeah, no those regular people. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter who you would have had out front. If people don't move, you ain't got a movement. Sure. And I think that's what, uh, I think that's that storyline, that small, tiny part that it was, that's what anchored me to the movie. Because other than that, it was no different than watching something on the History Channel. Sure. Oh, and this all happened, right. this happened. I know this is that. It's <clears> that heart. I wish they would have built the movie probably around that. So mm-hmm. the whole thing with, you know, the phone call, to me it was kind of like a nice gloss over because I didn't really care about all that. Like, you know what? Let's be real. People who are, are famous or in positions of power, mm-hmm. they're going to have some jump off somewhere. Well, well, Not everybody. Well, let me just say but, this. Especially if they're traveling a lot. Yeah. You, tra- yeah. you know, you just... But, you just but get, here's my thing, and I agree with you. Mm-hmm. But here's my thing. We're, we're writing a movie now, mm-hmm. and there are certain rules to a movie, mm-hmm. right? So what I'm suggesting is... If you're going to set up, because it was almost a turn for him. Once his wife found out and he realized that now he had to really start getting shit together. Well, she didn't find out. She already knew. But, but yeah, but he didn't know she knew. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So all of a sudden he had to have a turn to try to really? get her back. Yeah. I felt like there was a turn there. Some, I, don't, I didn't get a sense anywhere that he knew that I she knew. I, well, because I, he was surprised that she came. Yeah. He played it off like, yeah. wasn't me. But <laughs> that's how I felt. The about impression it. I got was like they already had this discussion. They already knew was she already knew what was going on. It mm-hmm. was the first time that he was caught on tape. Um, you know, supposedly it was supposed to be him, even though she says when she has that line, "I know what you sound like." Mm-hmm. Okay, so great line, by the yeah. way. Oh yeah. So yeah. the fact that you know, I think the thing was that he was surprised that you know someone actually got him on tape and put. I don't think she was surprised. I think they'd already been through this. And but this but we just, don't know. That's the problem I have is that, was, that well that for me that you know, was the subtext I got. It kind of goes back to I'm always telling writers tell us the fucking rules of the story. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't mean we need to see every beat and you know every single gloss over every little, but a big point like that there was no setup. Like <clears throat> I feel like there was one little gimme that 
kind of got washed away. And I, I, like I said, I need to see it again. Mm-hmm. And I need to read the script. Mm-hmm. I actually have the script. I just haven't read it yet. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, there was a moment where Wendell Pierce comes in a room and says, hey, uh, you need anything else? And he's like, no, no, I'm good. I'm just going to, you know, read or sit here and whatever. And he says, you sure there's nothing else you need? Like that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you need me to make a phone call for you? Right. Mm-hmm. Was, I could tell it was an Indian window, mm-hmm. if you right. will. Right. But they didn't go any further. It was almost right. like a look between them and window right. kind of walked out the room going like, you sure? Well, I guess I can, I guess, I can make a call. I guess you know it's a I mean? way of the script trying to be nuanced, trying to like not be on okay. the nose over your head. But like mm-hmm. I said, the movie's called Selma. Yeah. It's not called MLK. Okay, right. So I think they just try to put some things in. And, you know, maybe it didn't work for everybody. Mm-hmm. But I felt like the heart of that story was the the people. And I think there was a missed opportunity to see it from mm-hmm. those eyes. With that being said, seeing it in a theater, mm-hmm. you know, I felt, oh, you know, it made me feel good. But it made me feel good in a way of a kind of like a, you know, black history moment. Hey, and this happened. And, oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I will always defend the fact that I think that Nightcrawler should have been. Oh my God. The, have you the read winner. that script? That script should have won. It should have okay. been for best original Fucking script. Brilliant. It should have won for best picture. Jake Jenna Hall should have been nominated. Renee Russo, Riz Ahmed should have been nominated. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's one of the things I realized that we really need you to get. You saw that opening weekend, then you predicted it way back, I didn't went, you? I said, and, and it was funny because I wrote about it in Bitch Flicks and mm-hmm. I said he's going to be nominated for an Oscar. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was hurt, but hurt when he did not get an Oscar. Because I saw American Sniper. Yeah. Bullshit. And he didn't I was not impressed. <laughs> and I said, if you're going to nominate Bradley Cooper mm-hmm. and not nominate Jake Gyllenhaal, I feel you. there is something rotten in Denmark, mm-hmm. y'all. Mm-hmm. And that means that we need to get some new people in the Academy to vote and start looking at some stuff because there is no way in hell that American Sniper should have got all those nominations and Nightcrawler didn't. I, I, heard, I read that part of that, and you guys may know more than I do, I read something about that because it made so much money, it forced everybody to watch it. What, so, American Sniper? American Sniper, sorry. So it, it, it kind of gave them a pull. Like, it was a gimme. Like, they had to... It was kind of like, to an extent... Um, what's her name who won Best Supporting, Best Actress? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's her name? But she was nominated four times. Mm-hmm. Why am I going black on her name? You talking about Meryl? Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore, Julian yeah. Um, that was almost the same thing. They were like, yes, she deserved it, but there's a part of the Academy where they nominate you so many times. They're like, okay... Four times, it's probably time we did. You then, know what then, I mean? then you are not really an Academy Award for the best of what you're okay. doing is favoritism. Then you're exactly. not you're not what you're supposed to be. Yeah, because I agree. you need because if this if that was the case, mm-hmm. Denzel should have won for Malcolm X years okay. ago. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, because there's no way in hell when he won for what you call it Training Day compared mm-hmm. to some of those other performances. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I love Denzel. I'm black. He black. But just because you black don't mean that your performance. <laughs> right. You know I what agree. I mean? So they do it all the time. Yeah. So I think there's got to be a shakeup in the Academy. We've got to get more people of color. Uh, in there and, and more I'm not going to say old because I don't believe in ageism I don't think just because you're old mm-hmm. doesn't mean you don't know good film anymore sure. that's, that's bullshit because there's a lot of young people who don't know shit no. so right? let me ask you guys a question yeah, do you think that part of the Oscar should go to a forum where they should have outside like public be part of it hmm. not the well, whole um, judge of it but part of it do you, do you mean? I don't so think would, so because yeah. it's, it's supposed to be it's the Academy of Arts and Sciences, it's elitist. It's an and elite. it's it's the people in the industry, and those people vote for like the actors vote for the actors, the mm-hmm. directors. But I think what's happened is so many of them are so wearing their horse blinders, they don't watch anything else other than what they're making and their friends are making. That I think they don't, I think they need. I'm just just saying that out of speculation because I'm not an Academy <laughs> member. But I'm just saying that there's got to be some way because they were perform- Tilda Swinton should have fucking been nominated mm. for her role in Snowpiercer. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, <laughs> you, you know. <laughs> but there might be some people who think, well, you know, it's a genre film, and you know, that's we need we need highbrow theater mm-hmm. drama that kind of thing. And I'm like, bullshit. It's the best performance, whatever it is the best of that thing is. Supposed to be. And it's supposed to be. And Mm -hmm. I think it's not. And we understand the politics. We understand the idea of campaigning. Mm -hmm. So at the same time, I'm not surprised by how the Oscar I'm not surprised people well, look let's I'm talk not surprised about this. it was all white. Come on. And we, we we talked about this on a previous episode a little bit when we were talking about Selma. You guys gotta realize, all you guys out there listening, that she said something just a moment ago. Um what was the word you just use when they go out and try to promote you just called it something. Campaign? Campaigning, yeah. <clears throat> it's a campaign race. It's mm-hmm. like it trying is. to be a politician True. to get into the Oscars, the Golden Globes, the Emmys, all that. Mm-hmm. Same thing. It's like a three-month period. Right. People don't know that. 
Jennifer and, Aniston tried real hard. Yeah, you know, everybody does. And because um, when we had Margaret Nagel on, mm-hmm. she was talking about in her film, uh, Reese Witherspoon, right. they were trying to push for her, but she didn't want to. She wanted to focus on Wild. Right. You know what I mean? Because she had a bigger role in that. Right. You know what I mean? She right. thought it was much more Oscar worthy. Right. Now, um, um, where's it going with that? Oh, so the, the thing that happened was. You in during the campaign, the production company or the studio, or whatever, sends out those screeners to the writers guild, the directors guild, the producers guild, you know, all the 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 the, the voting members of the mm-hmm. academy, all that mm-hmm. stuff. And there wasn't any screeners for Selma, for instance. Mm-hmm. You know, not one. Not one. Like I said, I know a lot of people in every single guild, and nobody got anything. And I was like, how do you possibly think you're going to be nominated? Well, I don't on, care how good the movie is. And on well, another another way of looking at it too is you got to understand the resources it takes to campaign to put the yeah. ads out to get you on the shows and stuff. And if you're a smaller independent production, you don't have that muscle. Like if you have some like Warner Brothers or somebody behind you, sure. or you don't have a big name producer. So there's got to be some way, some checks but and they balances. Did. Or some way they require that. They had that Brad Pitt ha- behind them, for God's sake. Come on. <laughs> they had Oprah behind them. Come Oprah, on. Oprah. I mean, another thing that happens, right, is you have to go out there and promote it with yes. the people that are in the movie. Well, they were promoting it. They were they, out there they promoting it. They were not, not, not as much. Yeah. But yeah. remember, not if as much. people don't watch it, unfortunately, like I said, I'm, I'm a victim of this too because I get screeners. Mm-hmm. And literally what happens is you tend to watch them at home. Because you know they're coming. Right. So what's the use in going to the movie theater to watch them? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a bad thing. We're, we're spoiled by that in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So if you don't get it, you probably haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, so they missed out on a whole bunch. Well, I'm just saying, a bunch of y'all mofos didn't watch Nightcrawler. And, and same thing for them. You didn't, you know, you know. And I props. I'm really glad that Birdman won. And I'm mm-hmm. glad, once again, like, look. Uh, Alejandro is just okay, Mexicans just won two years in a row. Two years in a row. That's huge. Yeah, that is beast. huge. So yes. shout out once again to my man. So mm-hmm. I'm really happy about that. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy that American Sniper got shut down, yeah. like Iggy Azalea yeah. <laughs> at the Grammys. <laughs> like I, I'm telling you, because I wrote a piece about it in um, Bitch Flicks. Mm-hmm. Basically, I just kind of just said that. You don't politically. I don't have to agree with the film, but I have to be engaged and I have to find characters compelling. That movie was not compelling. I was mm-hmm. not engaged at I all. I was more viscerally affected by Nightcrawler's performance, not because I like Jake Gyllenhaal. I hated Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> I wanted his character. Yeah, he wasn't to very likable. Yeah. I wanted him to die. Yeah. But guess what? I was fucking engaged. I, he was mm-hmm. compelling. I had to see, and I was like emotionally. I was just like, whoa. And he had no arc. He stayed exactly the same. And, exactly and the same. And that's like going yeah. against the grain of what everyone tells you. Your character has to have an arc. Yeah. But guess what? The people around him change, though. Yes. Okay? That's the key. So I always teach people that. Your character ain't got to change, mm-hmm. but it has to affect the people around Correct. you. And it did. Mm-hmm. You know? And I said, God. And like I said, compared to like Selma and all the other films that I saw that were, were nominated, you know, say what you want to say. Nightcrawler affected me the most. Like okay. I was, I was like... Wow, like mm-hmm. that's that's shit I want to write and see and, was, and, and see. I heard somebody talk about, um, I don't know if it was NPR or whatever. They said after they went and saw NPR, um, oh, it was, it was, uh, um, I think it was, um, Pilar. I mm-hmm. think she mentioned this on mm-hmm. one of her shows. She said something about after she saw Nightcrawler, she went to the kitchen and couldn't. Couldn't like the door wasn't was like cracked a certain way. She got scared to go into the room. It was like a funny little thing. Well, it's funny because I, I saw I saw uh, <laughs> I actually sat in. I saw Pilar on uh, Saturday, mm-hmm. and um, it was funny because uh, I used to be part of her private writing group. Um, you know, she has her writing groups, and you know, we, we get together. And she well, because she's my person. Whenever I have a script, yeah, it's I hard to get her. in her. It's hard to get in. Too, yeah. But she's my and she's right now. People, she is booked up. So if you get ready to do the nickels and everything, <laughs> and you need her to go through your script, you it need, ain't gonna happen. You can still try to get in, but she don't want to go and help. You get that, make sure that script is tight. But mm-hmm. we were talking, but it was so funny compared to last year. This year, she, we were on the same page about Nightcrawler. Mm. Like, she literally grabbed my arm and said, Lisa, that thing was phenomenal. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yes. And I say, and American Sniper, she goes, oh my God, that movie was awful. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it was funny that we were both on the same page this year compared mm-hmm. to what we thought from last year. Okay. You know, but in terms of this year for predictions, I really, it, it kind of shook out the way I thought it would. You know what I mean? My nominees that I thought definitely should have been in there, should have won, did not. You know, I didn't bet any money this year, so it was all good because I saw the writing on the wall. But um, I don't know. I just think that either they're going to have to open up the pool, like they have, like for the the best picture. Like, what is it? Ten? They can get ten things in there. Mm-hmm. I need. I think they need to open up for actors and directors too. It needs to be more. It can't mm-hmm. be just ones because you shut out so many better performances. But that's that's kind of the whole thing that keeps the Oscars, Oscars elitist. Is 
only having a certain, certain amount. amount. The it, Golden Globes has to be a lot over. more. Yeah. Emmys has a lot more, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it's the same issue that um, we have at the Writers Guild with um, the B, the, the about said the BET Awards, with the Image Awards, NAACP Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, I just um, moderated a panel at the Writers Guild last week with some of the nominees and winners. Which by you did an amazing job. I did. Didn't I tell you? Yes, you did. You did an amazing <laughs> job. Yes. I'm not just tuning your I'm not just tuning your horn. It was really good. Because you kept everybody engaged. Yeah, we we're having fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and one of the issues that we have is the how it works. Like if you notice the very first question I asked the nominees was how are you even nominated in the first place? Right. Right. Because every single different um Award show may have different rules to it, right. so I wanted to hear from them like what happened. Like, did their agent submit them? Did the did the production company submit the studio? Mm-hmm. Did they submit themselves? Actually, one of them submitted mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? So that was interesting right. to me. So um, you talked about campaigning. Right. You kind of have to campaign, and she won. You know, shout out to um, um, oh God, I always forget her name. It's so hard to say. Uh, Canadian. Yeah, Canadian Edwards. Uh, I want to say Chanel. Chenard. Chenard. Oh, yes. Chenard. Chenard? That sounds right to you? Chenard I believe Edward. that's what it was. Yeah. Forgive me if I don't name correctly. Girl, you got that hard name. It's just like mine. Oh, if you um, can say Schwarzenegger, you can say her name. Chenard. <laughs> 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 okay. Chenard Edwards. Forgive me, girl. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, but she was one of the people who campaigned herself. Mm-hmm. You know, how much does it cost for me to get in? Fine, I'm going to submit it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It ended up working for her. Right. And, you know, she won, you know, for, for the film that she did, mm-hmm. which I watched in San Diego with my mom and dad on mm-hmm. their anniversary, and we sat there boohooing when it was over. Mm. So really? Good. Yeah, yeah. So good. She's going to do the show, The too. Terry McMillan nice. one? Yeah, the Terry McMillan. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, so, so part of the problem is, if you watch the NAACP Awards, I know we're jumping off the Oscars for That's a second. Okay. That's okay. <clears throat> if you watch the NAACP Awards, there's no writers, writers, um, nominees during that show. It's like a pre-show thing they do the day before. Mm-hmm. It's not during the actual live show. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. directors are not during the live show. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Why do we care about all these other categories for? Right. You know, not not that any of them are not important. Right. Right. But we. Um, um, there's actually a committee at the Writers Guild who actually has to watch those movies mm-hmm. and view those TV shows mm-hmm. and put them in, but yet we're not even in the show. Right. How can we not be in the show? Right. We're, we're the reason for the show. Right. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Right. So even the NAACP is backwards. I'm going to tell you. Right. Y'all motherfuckers are backwards. Right. <laughs> right. Okay? Uh-huh. We should be in the fucking show. Mm-hmm. You know, we should be part of the live show, the like right. best adapted, best TV, best... Yeah, you know definitely. what I mean? That All way right. we can see, like, even actors or even upcoming writers. Like, we need to know who these people are. Yes. One, to know that they exist. Because if mm-hmm. you're just watching a show and just actors and stuff, you, you, you would think, okay, well, who's writing these parts and yeah. stuff? It'd be wonderful to see these people, learn their names, see who they are. Because some writer might have a project that might be perfect for that producer or Absolutely. that director. And we need to know who these people are. Absolutely. You know? It's nice to put a face on because... Especially if you come to Hollywood or come to LA anywhere, mm-hmm. exactly. you know we all know because we all live here. Mm-hmm. You'll be in the elevator, and boom, you'll mm-hmm. walk into some freaking dude you saw on the fucking Oscars last right, night, right. and you'll be like, right. "Wait a minute, that's the dude who was nominated," yeah. you know, because they were sitting in the audience or whatever. I mean, the camera pans on motherfucker. You know what I mean? Now, did you watch the Oscar show? I did. Now, what did you think about Neil Patrick Harris when he opened and he said about making the comment about it being so white? Because one, of oh, the things- I was cool with that. Yeah, because you have to remember. He's a little queen, which I love, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but he's one of those liberal guys, you know yes, what I mean? Who, who's who's on the side of us? I'm a, he, I'm a. You have to remember, he's historic too. Yes, gay male, married, two kids, fucking running the Oscars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hosting the Oscars—that's historic. To well, me. let's get into intersections then, because okay. when Patricia Arquette won, mm-hmm. some of the stuff I'm seeing on Twitter is the fact that she mentions women mm-hmm. and. And some people are criticizing her, even though it's her speech and she's probably in the moment. Sure. The idea of intersections like, okay, are you just talking about white women? Why not say something about people of color who are also trying to battle in there? And okay. also the people are criticizing um, the idea that, yeah, it's really cool for Neil Patrick Harris to say that. Yeah, to acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so white. But what's going to be done about it? Because what happens is it's very easy to make fun and poke fun about that. And then nothing happens. Like, ha, oh, we laughed about it. And now we're going to move on. Well, let's talk about that for a second. This because is- you got to remember, regardless of Neil Patrick Harris being gay, mm-hmm. he's still white and he's still totally. male. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, true. But let's just talk about this for a second. This is an interesting transition. How is it that we can go from last year to 12 Years a Slave and, and the butler and all those other things that went on, the Lapita... 
um, um, who's the other one who won? Tuatel. Mm-hmm. How can we go from that to nothing in one year? And that tells you, remember I, was, I always say, are we in a cycle? Are we in another cycle? Are we in a cycle? Has the fucking cycle ended? Or could it be <laughs> just this? Even though you call it, we call it liberal Hollywood, you know, just because you're liberal, you can still be the most racist, sexist motherfucker <laughs> out the there. They're the worst. They're the worst. Because yes. it's like, at least with a racist person, mm-hmm. at least we honest and we are clear about where True. we stand. True. When you got the other stuff, you got to deal with microaggressions and you got to deal with, okay, well, what is this motherfucker really saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you got to read people. But it's, it's how... I'm trying to figure out how to phrase it. But do you guys feel that maybe we should have like more films and more? No, the films are out there. Their uh, films are there. Well, I'm gonna be honest. No, I, I, I'm uh, saying as far more films with, you know, the performances and the direction. Well, let me let me tell you something. Like black. I, I just had this conversation yesterday. I was sitting in a room full of people watching the Oscars, and. Somebody asked me, well, Hilliard, um, you know, what do you think, you know, about this white, you know, it was a white person. Mm-hmm. You know, what, I mean, how do you feel? I mean, do you think that the fit, there weren't enough films, et cetera, et cetera? I said, here's the problem that I see. I'm not saying this is the problem. This is just my view on the, on the problem. We gave so, y'all nigga stuff last year. Shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa said it. But look, look, here's, here's the thing that I'm seeing is... Just my personal point of view. When I was moderating that panel, I had to watch all the movies and TV shows for the NAACP. Where are you going to tell me they're not? I'm just going to be real. Okay. A lot of them, they were suspect in a motherfucker. And here's why. It's not because... Because some some of them had great cast. Like mm-hmm. the one that I was talking about that Chenault wrote mm-hmm. was, I thought, really, really good. Mm-hmm. You could tell it was low budget right. because of the way they shot it. Right. Because they didn't have a lot of money to mm-hmm. shoot it. That is part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Now, a low-budget movie that you see that went to the Oscars with a bunch of white faces in them are still shot for millions of dollars. This thing is shot barely for a couple million dollars. You could, I mean, you could tell. It mm-hmm. probably was a million or two, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. You know? You can't do that much with that much money. Mm-hmm. You know? You can't compare apples to oranges when you have a budget to go out and expand worlds and, you know... You can't do Birdman on a million dollars. You know I what agree. I mean? With mm-hmm. all those effects and all that cool stuff mm-hmm. they did. You can't do it. You know what I mean? You can't shoot... Um, 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 what's the other one? Um, um, the one who ended up not winning. Um, the one Whiplash? No. The other one. The other one um, that went on for 12 years with fucking talent. Boyhood. Oh, boyhood. boyhood. You know, you can't shoot Boyhood for $200,000. They did that $200,000 a year. Mm-hmm. You know, some of these films that we saw were shot for $200,000. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember watching um, Michael Elliott's movie, Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. They couldn't even buy the rights to the fucking songs. And that's what killed that. You know even what I mean? People, people saw it. You see what I mean? People this still saw it. This is what we're competing against. Right, and you're right, wondering why right. you're not seeing black faces on there. Because right. we only have one that costs a lot of money like a Selma. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You only or have one or two. Or 12 years of slave. You know, or, or something like that. But, it's, it's, but it takes those we, people behind. Like when we talk about 12 years of slave, I'm sorry. It wouldn't have made it unless I had Brad Pitt and them pushing it and right. putting Plan behind Plan B. There. Here we right. come again. So a lot of these films, and I see what you're saying. I totally agree. Like we got to be real about that stuff too. I, yeah, I don't think, I don't think we're thinking about that. Shout out to Kevin Killebrew, one of my homeboy writers. Friends, because we we had this conversation literally like you know Sunday night, mm-hmm. you know basically hey you know we got to really be honest. Some of our stuff that we're putting out there is so basic, it's not even basic. creative. It's not even, and I understand the baby steps. For a lot of us, it's like I just want to tell the story, mm-hmm. and you know we're so behind in terms of what we're what kind of product we're putting out. Sure. That's why you see a lot of basic dramas, even with Ava. If you look at Ava's stuff before she did Selma, mm-hmm. you know, dramas, basic dramas, sure. nothing, you know, nothing, you know, strange. They were small. Alternative In the middle small, of nowhere, very small. small. Yeah, very sure. small pictures. Sure. And I think what's interesting, because we were sitting up watching um, stuff on YouTube, like we were talking, for example, we were talking about um, something that Guillermo del Toro does, mm-hmm. which I think that... Uh, Black folk in particular really need to like really start doing. Mm-hmm. He'll look at stuff on YouTube, the internet, and look for something that's interesting, a short film, something interesting. If he sees something he likes, he contacts that person and helps them. Mm-hmm. Like for example, the dude did the film Mama. That oh, was a short. Yeah. If you saw the short Mama, short it was player. amazing. Yeah. He saw that kind of the dude and said, "You know what? I see something." No, I did not it's see it. Horror movie. Oh yeah, so it's good. fantastic. But it was a short, and the short, fuck, that short was only like three fucking minutes long. Mm-hmm. 
basic, but it had something about it that was just so tantalizing, and that caught you the eye. You could see a movie in it. You could see totally. a movie in it. Yeah. But here's the next step. He went and contacted that person and said, mm-hmm. I want to work with you. What else you got? Let's do this. Mm-hmm. He does this a lot. Mm-hmm. Black folk, not so much. Sure. Okay? It's not until you do something like extra, extraordinary, then they like... Then everybody behind. pays you attention. Yeah, it, then it's, it's all of a sudden, yeah. you know, you got to go... You, you know, I was telling Kevin, I was like, Kevin, maybe you should take your shorts and stuff and go do it a uh, Melvin Van Peebles Day. Why not? Go, go to Europe... Get celebrated over there and then come on back over here. Act like you something. You know what I mean? Because I think what happens is we – because I know a couple weeks ago we just had the Pan-African Film Festival, Mm -hmm. one of the best film festivals. I'm I'm always sad that I can't go to it Mm -hmm. when I want to because literally I'll see films from around the world that I won't see, documentaries, short Mm -hmm. films – exceptional work that I won't see anywhere else okay. but no one's going to pick those up because one is black yeah. number two a lot of his stuff is like something different and 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 alternative and and it might be a little strange to some people mm-hmm. and what happens is a lot of black people here in the states at least when they're trying to do product a lot of their stuff is just so basic like trust me I've been to some film festivals like the black hollywood film festival and stuff mm. where you're looking at it, you're like hmm yeah, I agree Wow. This is like some high school level stuff, but mm-hmm. I appreciate them getting it together and doing it. But we're gonna have to like, we're gonna have to do like Guillermo and those people and do something, whether it's outside the genre, mm-hmm. sci-fi, supernatural, or something extraordinary or different. We can't just do basic, simple things and applaud. Oh, it's well done because you know, basic drama, well acted, had some couple of names in it. It's not. Sure. It, we have to be as we are with everything else that we touch: mm-hmm. music, fashion, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Everything that we do is extraordinary. For some reason, we're going to have to do something different to to get those mentors. We just need we need black mentors to be like Guillermo del Toro and, and all those guys sure. who go out and look at stuff and they pull and they make a conglomerate and they're looking to raise somebody else up. I like where you're going. That's you know, going. and I think we don't do that as enough because mm-hmm. a lot of us are so afraid to do anything different. Because I know people. I know the hustle is hard. Mm-hmm. I know it's hard to try to do something that mainstream. Let's just say it, white folk will be acceptable to get on board with. But in order for you to do something, you got to be. You have to be so different and so unique. And those of you who are in positions, you need to start supporting those people, uh, championing their work, Check getting on out. Twitter, social media, telling people look at their shit. I have. I have had. Big producer friends of mine tell me, "Hell, your <clears throat> your writing is amazing. Um, you should also consider. Have you ever considered just writing a script with just white people in it, just to prove to Hollywood that you, you know, have a different voice?" I swear they've asked me. I'm sure it's happened to you oh, too. Oh yeah. You know, I f- always find that really interesting um, because I made, for those of you who don't know, I made a pack with myself when I started writing 14 years ago. I was like, I will always have at least one main character in my in my in my scripts of color it's usually a black character because that's what i fucking relate to right you know what i mean right so when they tell me that it bothers it does but here's the cool thing and and those of you who are directors or casting or or writers and you're looking for stuff sometimes that's all it takes for Mm -hmm. you to like you know what i'm gonna put a couple of characters in here who hey they weren't written as people of color but i'm gonna throw because we gravitate toward that shit Mm -hmm. i'll give you an example i saw kingsman okay okay Fucking love that movie. Mm-hmm. Worst marketing ever. Oh my God. You know? Yeah. But even though I'm tired of seeing Sam in every goddamn thing, <laughs> they did put Sam Jackson and they did put this wonderful actress. Uh, she's of uh, Algerian descent. Gorgeous. That's who's the, one like that one of the, the villain. Kick. The one that has like, and I was, I was disappointed because I thought she really was a double amputee. And I went to go look her up like, oh, that is so awesome. Mm. And I said, oh, it's CGI. But mm. she's amazing. But it made such an impact for me watching her in that movie. Mm-hmm. One, it wasn't another typical white girl. Sure. Here was somebody, it was a person of color. You didn't know what. I mean, she was kind of ambiguous. We try to be slick with ambiguity, you know. <laughs> But one, you knew it, and she was wonderful, and she was. I want to see more of this girl. Mm-hmm. I apologize. I have to probably look her up. I don't and, remember and her name. And the, the the bad gang too had a black guy. Oh, God, yeah. And one and of his friends yeah. was and a black guy too. One of his friends too. was black, mm-hmm. and it dealt with class. And it's see, a wonderful England. film. England is not. A, and if they if they're not doing a period piece, if you look at the, you yeah. watch all her TV oh, God, shows. Yes. You watch your TV shows. They are like secondly, firstly. I mean, yeah. they don't give yes. a fuck. They'll put yeah. you know people I mean? of India, East yes. Indian people yeah. in there, black people. They put everybody in there, and it's and it makes a difference. Even that small little thing, even though it, you know, we like to see more of it. Even if you did that thing, mm-hmm. it changes the texture. Of the whole entire story, it opens yeah. it up for so many different people, mm-hmm. and it was such a great film and bad marketing. 
but it dealt with class. Well, let, well, let's it tell dealt, the kids. Go I, out and watch Kingsman, go, You need it. to go see that movie. Like, the, the action sequences mm-hmm. were amazing. I don't know what that shutter speed they were using, mm-hmm. where it was so clear. Like, and it was so funny because like, as much violence as they were doing, I didn't see that much blood and stuff. I mean, it's mm-hmm. crazy shit. Okay. I mean, it was like the ballet of violence and action. Mm-hmm. It was just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And Colin Firth was just wonderful. Oh, and him. the lead kid, and I was worried. This is why I said it was bad. That marketing. church scene was yes. crazy. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we're not giving anything away. That bar scene when yeah. they come in, you know. And what, well, maybe we should say this for another episode. We talk about bad marketing, but okay. the, I, the idea was that if I hadn't seen the poster of that girl doing the splits mm. with those those knifey legs, mm-hmm. and if a friend hadn't said, you know what, you, we should go see that. I I swear to God, when I saw the trailer the first time, the teaser, mm-hmm. it didn't really. I was like, oh, here's the smart, actually cockney dude, bro, mm-hmm. white boy coming in. Oh, you're gonna know. It is nothing like the yeah, teaser. Yeah, kind of like Men it. in Black, where he teaches it's them. It's nothing. You, you almost think it's yeah, gonna be like that. Yeah, yeah, and because I was concerned, because a lot of times when you see kids, especially when you see white kids who mm-hmm. kind of have that swagger like black people do, mm-hmm. a lot of times I feel like you're just trying to like trying to be cool by using blackness, mm-hmm. and sometimes you use it to where it embarrasses me, where you have <laughs> white characters that are trying to come off as if they're black, mm-hmm. and it rings false, okay. you know, and it's not doesn't ring true. So mm-hmm. I was a little concerned going in when I saw it, mm-hmm. but when you see this kid and the world he comes from and how he speaks. And how he's not the dude bro that you think he is. Okay. It's a wonderful movie. And I would love to see more of that, that young actor. Okay. And it was just a great movie. And I thought, what the f- who fucking marketing? This sh- <laughs> they need to be fired. So you need to go see Kingsman. Because mm-hmm. one, like I said, it, it touches on some things really subtly about mm-hmm. race and class. And it was just an amazing movie. And I was so happy. One, I was glad to see, you know black people in it, even though I would prefer <laughs> Colin Salmon, the British actor who's from England, could have played the bad guy role. But of course, I guess they think Sam Jackson. I don't know what Sam was doing in that movie, channeling what, Russell Simmons? Oh my God. With it's the just, Mike Tyson it's not speech good. element. It's like, yeah, you, that was a bad acting <laughs> choice. Y'all should have moved on with that. But, you know, those little small things of casting <clears throat> makes a huge difference. One, you're giving those people of color a chance to work mm-hmm. and to be seen and for people who look like them to see themselves in those movies. And people are going to flock to those movies. Mm-hmm. And it's just how do we get away from the Oscars being Oscar so white next year? You know, how do we, how well, do we change that? And I think we're going to run into, I, I hope we don't, but the Oscars is going to have that, oh shit, we got to make sure we have one or two. And they try to be slick. You know they're no, going to do, you know do Oscar, it. Oscar had tried to be slick. Just, they tried to have as many black pre- uh, yeah. presenters as possible. Yeah, and uh, you right. know They had the, the, the usual suspects yeah, were there. Right. Yeah. That's not good enough. No. Me handing an award to somebody else when I fucking should have been getting nominated for something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, that's not cool. Mm-hmm. You know? Hey, black people, you can't get in the pool, but you can hand us some towels. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, <laughs> well, listen, but at the same time, just what Hilliard mm-hmm. said, we're going to have to do better. We have We're to. gonna have to do movies that are moving and better and as we well. We have to be able to critique, and this is for black people in particular. But mm. it, you know, if you're another person of color or, or from another marginalized group or whatever, we still love you. We still no, no. I'm just saying you need to have these conversations <laughs> in your communities too. Mm-hmm. You need to just not be basic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. You need to be, and we say this fucking all the time to like red in the face, and it, <laughs> it annoys me. You need to watch films from other countries. Uh-huh. You need to watch product that is outside your genre, mm-hmm. and you need to learn how that stories are a lot different now. It's not the basic drama, you know, Boys in the Hood, and, uh, mm-hmm. comedy. We no, we're more than that, and we need to support that. We need to stop thinking about well, what's you know, white people only going to want a comedy or something that they fuck white people. <laughs> okay, hashtag not literally. <laughs> not literally, you know, fuck those white people who are not inclusive. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying because there are a lot of white people out there who really want to. I mean, I've heard my white friends even say, "Girl, I'm tired of." Seeing white people myself. Well, look, like, at Margaret, white. look at Margaret. Look at Margaret Nagel. Yes, it's like, the same thing. But but those white people, the white people who have friends and people from all background, and they mm-hmm. want to see everybody. They mm-hmm. want to see everybody. I know I get tired of looking at. Sometimes I go in my little like 1970s. You know, I like to go and watch old films. And sometimes after a while, I'm like, okay, I'm tired of looking at black people. I need to go see something. <laughs> you have your feel like I got to see something different. Mm-hmm. But the idea is, you've really got to like open it up and be creative. And those of you in your positions to help usher in and mentor people, start looking for those people who are doing things that are unusual. Mm-hmm. One of the projects I gave money to, we haven't made a second uh, film from it, so I have to go talk to homeboy, but it was the one sci-fi, black sci-fi project that was on, um, oh God, I can't remember the name, but it came out a couple years ago about the brothers who went hiking and like this big sci-fi event happened and they were trying to raise money to do the next web series. That's the type of people you need to get to and God damn it, I can't remember the brother's name. I need to hit him up anyway and say, where's the next episode? Because 
Well, I gave you some money for that. Uh, we need to, but he's in New York. I would love oh, to bring okay. him out. But mm. those are the people we need to be championing because one, it's different. It's mm. a way to get those voices and directors and writers who are doing something because we can do it. We can do sci-fi. We can do horror. We do everything. Yes. We're just not getting those black people who are positions of power sure. to branch out and stop being safe. Mm-hmm. The people who are making it, like Guillermo and all those guys, they get their friends together. They're not making stuff. They're making the shit they want to see. Mm-hmm. And they support each other until it gets made. Yeah, they're going to do some projects where it's going to have some white people in there making some money, but they're doing projects that they love also. They're kind of doing... I almost feel like they do those things where they have... um, it's kind of like what George Clooney does. George Clooney does. effect. He, he shoots. Make your big he, one. He makes a big movie so he can make the passion Let me do my passion projects. Yeah. And we need to start doing that a yeah. lot more too. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's all I have for right now. But the Oscars, hey, I boycotted it. <laughs> I want to see better. <laughs> I, I watched it on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it on Social Twitter. Social <laughs> media. Like, no, I was seeing the pictures. Like, I was asking people, what's Lupita wearing? Somebody shot me a picture. Of a little, okay. I, you can get what you want. What's Mara wearing? Somebody shot me a picture of Mara. Mm-hmm. Okay, what? Where's a so-and-so? You know, they, you can see it online, but... I will talk it, about this, though. One last thing. Yeah. Um, John Legend and Common doing Soundline. It was... I've heard it the, a few times before. For me, it was the first time I was moved. Mm-hmm. I, I was moved. Everyone was moved. It, yeah. had, it had to stand yeah, in the relation. The Awards, I was a little moved, but this time I was way moved. Because they realized they got billions of people yeah. watching, and this is a last shot. We wasn't going to get shit, and they brought whatever they needed yeah. to bring. And, no, but they really brought it, too. Uh, I mean, yeah, they, they had, had the to. bridge there. I mean, they really you know, did it. You know, the way they did it was yeah, amazing. Everybody on the stage was looking straight ahead. Straight like, ahead. Like, motherfuckers, like, uh, it was I like, mean, Chris Pine Ooh. was crying. I mean, there was a lot of people yeah, crying. David Ele- uh, Oyelolo was yeah. crying. I mean, like Julian like, Moore was crying. Uh, I mean, a lot of people yeah. were. But you know really what? Moved. Them, them tears, they, uh, hey, them boohoo tears, them white tears, <laughs> ain't gonna help nobody <laughs> unless you consciously make the effort. You mm-hmm. know, to you know, if you are a star and you have some star power and you're doing a project. The little, the least little thing you can do is when you're reading the script. Please make sure you have some people of color in here. You ain't got to do nothing all crazy. I, I agree. Just, I agree. You just yeah. use not your the fucking power. doorman. Yeah, not the doorman. <laughs> yes. Not the oh, they went over there, person. Mm-hmm. You know, which is the role I'm always looking mm-hmm. for, just to get a time. The first go. motherfucker killed. Okay, the fir- like literally, <laughs> say you know what? If there's somebody's your personal, your I would like to have this actor. Those little things. Those those are small things that you mm-hmm. can do if you are a director. Hey. Think outside the box. You're a producer. Try to find... I mean, those are the little things. We're not asking you because we know you're scared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we know you got bills to pay, too. Mm-hmm. We're not asking you to be Jesus with the cross on your back. No. we just asking you to, like, you know, just kind of, like, puff out your chest a little bit and, you know, have the nerve to be able to say, yeah, we're right. We want to be inclusive because when you include everybody, you get good shit. Mm-hmm. That might be a job for you. That person that you just hired to do a small bit might become somebody who might give you a job or need you. So you need to stop looking at everybody like, well, you know, we don't know if we want to work with them. That's the least you can do. Mm -hmm. The least you can do. Mm -hmm. So I know there are people who are mad at Patricia Arquette who didn't, you know, made it seem like her speech was just for white women. when, when, When people say stuff like that, you know, she. I thought she was being general. I, I think yeah, she, she, I thought she was talking. But she was women. in the yeah, moment. But she should be happy. She, was, she said women. Exactly. <laughs> you know she was I mean? fighting for women. women. You know. Period. I think that covers the whole range. That, 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 that mm-hmm. change. That, you know. You know I, mean? I I feel when you're in the moment and you really say your heart of mm-hmm. what's saying, mm-hmm. it's powerful. Mm-hmm. It should be. Mm-hmm. But now you're critiquing her moment. You mm-hmm. know, that is, and that's hard. I mean, mm-hmm. she's talking from the heart. Yeah. Right. So you're going to critique her heart. Right. I mean, come on. Right. I mean, yeah. I do. I agree. Right. That. Would it be amazing if she mentioned all race mm-hmm. of women? Yes, of course. But we have to go by the positive. She mentioned women. Mm-hmm. Yes. And mm-hmm. she's right. The equality of women getting paid and doing all the things. Right. It, it's about time. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I, you know, I power her. Hopefully I mean, this is a wake-up call and you know the people out there and we want this and the fact that their numbers dropped in terms of viewing mm-hmm. um, and that people, I mean, people are just shocked that people are just talking about it. Like, I know there are people who are like, what, Oscar, so why? But I'm not, I'm a liberal person. But it's like literally, literally mm-hmm. people. It's not like black people just pulling shit out their butt and making <laughs> up stuff. Like, look at all the nominees for every goddamn thing. Yes. All right? You know, it's like what Hilliard said. You know? And you, I think you mentioned it as well. You know, Oscar is sneaky. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Just like when Denzel didn't win, and then he won, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So you know, Oscar is going to be sneaky next you year. And all of a sudden, you're going to be like, wait a minute, whoa, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. Every year, there's some famous actor who can give a fuck about the Oscars. 
I can't remember, there was somebody this year, and I can't remember off the top of my head who it was. <clears throat> but there's always somebody who doesn't care about because they're like, it's just a fucking award. Mm-hmm. You True. know, it, it's a it, it's a political um, um, campaign, like you said earlier, mm-hmm. to win this award. It's not because you were the best, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> it's really not. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't remember who won um, their award, but maybe been Julianne Moore. Maybe she said something about you know, I think it was her, and she was like, it's it's I'm not the best in this. You know, mm-hmm. I just happen to win something to that nature. Right. <clears throat> it was brilliant. I thought just the way she phrased it. Right. And she was basically saying, this could have been any of us. There were five of us. You guys decided to give it to me, not because I was better or whatever, because, you know, it was my time or some mm-hmm. shit. It was really brilliant. Right. And um, I just want, I just want to. Go back just for one little sec, back to the Sel- to the Selma song, mm-hmm. um, the Glory song, and that is, had we had all had a bunch of black faces nominated, I'm not sure it would have been as powerful. If that makes any sense, I know what you mean. You I know, know what, what you mean, mean. because I, I that totally got that. Powerful because there was a choir of right. about a hundred people on the mm-hmm. stage. Right. Um, shout out to Andrea, who was one of them, <laughs> and. There was about about a hundred of them, and they all had this face singing the song like, mm, mm, and it was just driving the song every moment. Nobody smiled or nothing. It was real. Not one, and they ended on that fucking last note, mm. and it was like, and and the audience jumped to their feet, and it was almost like, see. We fucking belong here. Mm-hmm. Yep. So to me, as much as I would have loved to have seen some other right. person nominated, because right. they probably wouldn't have won right. Right. <laughs> this year, it was just as powerful for me to see that moment in particular with John Legend and Common going up there. It was and then, incredible. And then his speech for winning the fucking award. Oh, afterwards. my God. That was the most John incredible. Is, I mean, I'm, I'm no, both Common. Of them, but both of Common them, in particular. But Common in Common particular. Wow. fucking is a poet, as we all know. He always mm-hmm. has been. Mm-hmm. But the words he said, he was just mm-hmm. spitting mm-hmm. metaphors. Because was that like, was it. That was that was the moment, and we we weren't going to have that opportunity probably for a long time, mm-hmm. and whatever needed to be said had to be said in that moment Absolutely. because you got billions watching. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that'll have an impact on some people in that audience who sure. are in positions of power. Mm-hmm. And, cause, and I want to make sure I say this because I said it last night on Twitter, and then we can just jump out. Mm-hmm. Um, when we talk about things like Hashtag Oscar so white or hashtag ask her more. We're not being anti white. We're not being anti men. You know, mm-hmm. we're just anti, no, being anti exclusive. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who are in your fields about that, like, oh, you're sounding so angry at blah, 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 think about how you would feel if everyone's always invited to the party, but you get to sit outside. Mm. All you want to do, you don't even got to win. Mm-hmm. You just want to be in the room and celebrate with everybody else, mm-hmm. you know? So if you're in your fields, you're part of the problem. If you are not, if you're like, yeah, you're right, then guess what? You know, you can be considered an ally and just any little bitty thing that you can do. Sure. Even if it's just, hey, I don't always watch films that have a lot of people of color. Let me go check out this film that you normally wouldn't go see and you might be amazed mm-hmm. or surprised at what you find. Mm-hmm. You know, just, you know, take a little chance. Try something new, you know. Open up your smorgasbord of film experiences. And those of you in positions of power, go be a mentor and bring those new voices in. We need you to do that. That's what's up. That's what's up. So on that note, I can't even speak. So on that note, <laughs> thank y'all for this episode. That's what's up. And go see Kingsman. Yeah, go see Kingsman and go see all the freaking movies that were nominated too. You know, I'm, I still support them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not their fault. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just the people who who, who vote. Right. You know, exactly. in my opinion. Right. You know. So Gary, where can people find you at? Where are you at? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Spiritual Compass. That's two words. Or you could email me at Gary with two R's, G23 at Yahoo. Okay. Why are you called Spiritual Compass? What's that about? Uh, spiritual Compass, um, as you know, the compass um, is a magnetic field that directs you to where you want to be. So the Spiritual Compass is just to get you right back to self-love, mm-hmm. self-trust, self-belief. And um, it's very powerful. There's no selfies on there. So just in case you're wondering, um, it's all motivational so and spiritual. And all uh, no, no, <laughs> I, got, no, I saw no. the video. You, thing, you, okay, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up, Lisa. Lisa, where you at? You can find me on Twitter at my first name and last name, Lisa Bolivaja, and you can also find me at Bitchflix, bitchflix.com. What's the next article you write? Uh, the next one I'm going to write about the Kingsman. Okay, good. And uh, I have some other projects that are coming. So be look, I'm, I've got some. Um, 
some producers have sent me some films to check out and review okay. that are coming up, and uh, be on the lookout for it. I mean, like I said, Bitch Flicks is a place not for the faint of hearts, because <laughs> we break down gender, race, class, everything. And um, you can check out my last piece I did, uh, which was about American Sniper. American Sniper, we can kill it for you wholesale. Ah. So that's the last piece I wrote. So you can check it out on Pitchflix. Shout out to the crew at Pitchflix for being so amazing and for live tweeting last night and just being amazing women who are just doing some really kick ass writing and uh, critiques Mm -hmm. on film. And that's one area that we also need more diversity in film criticism because when a different person takes another view of your film, because some people got their feelings hurt with my American Sniper review, and uh, good for you. Okay, you having a lot of retweets on that word, you look. So with that, y'all hear how we do it on The Rant Room. I am your boy, Hilliard Guess, and you guys can follow me on Twitter at Hilliard Guess, or you can follow the show at ScreenwritersRR on Twitter. <clears throat> if you guys have any questions, you want to email any of us, ScreenwritersRantRoom at gmail.com. And um, quick little shout out again. I'm trying to do this a little bit at the end every now and then. Um, special thank you to a couple of the top countries that have been following us. We love you guys. Um, England, man, it's just growing every week We've with got them. To go. I know. When y'all gonna call us to come out there, Dan? Oh my god! You know, I just want to go. We only come out. first class, just so you know. So hook a brother, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and there's three of us. I can, you know what I mean? I can fly a coach. Thing. Just make sure there's plenty of liquor in the back for me, <laughs> so she can be sleeping. And I can be watch some movies and sleep and come over because yeah, I mean, you might as well call the British Film Awards now because y'all came over here and just, Look, just we'll, slay. we'll come over there for BAFTA. Okay, we we'll come to BAFTA and hang out. Matter of fact. We'll do a panel at BAFTA share. We'll get in. We'll have a whole podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> anyway, special thank you again to England, uh, Canada. Um, um, I was about to say Algeria, <laughs> uh, Africa. We got. I mean, South South Africa, like huge. What's up, I'm South Africa? Two three hundred people. I, I love South good. Africa. It's one of my favorite places to yeah. go. Oh, mm-hmm. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Is it? Um, what else? I said Canada. Australia is huge. Mm-hmm. Mexico is huge. And this is like a bunch Hey, Mexico, of- y'all better party. Oh, boy. This is like two in a row. Exactly. Y'all take, please come take over. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> please. Take then, over Hollywood, please. And then a couple top cities in, in the United States, of course, Los Angeles, number one, because mm-hmm. that's where we are. Um, New York, Chicago, um, uh, Florida. I was say, that ain't a city. It's just a state. It's a state. <laughs> 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 you see how much college I went to. <laughs> we want to thank the city of Florida. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the two or three, the two or three people over there. You know, and then, you know, the state of Miami. Uh, oh, my you know, God. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, my goodness. Um, Austin, Texas, you know, some of y'all over there, we appreciate you guys. Um, and I'm sure I'm missing a whole bunch more. But just so you guys know, Again, this is the rant room, and we're gonna keep it 2015, y'all. You know right. how we do it. So on this show, we keep it street, we keep it opinionated, and we keep it what? 2015. 2015. Peace, y'all. Ciao. Later. Yeah, man, I got something to get off my chest. Everyone got one. What's your opinion? This is the rant room. Tongues won't be bitten. Ain't no rules, just spill it. And anybody can get it. No limit. We get to kill it. You tune in to the thrillers. And no, ain't no stopping. Any topic, even the random. Yeah, I hope that you're ready. We entering in the zone soon. We on a grown shit. Welcome to the rant room. Uh, that's it. That's all I got to say.